Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Angley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, ho, 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 and how you doing? I'm doing well. I don't have to dream of White Christmas because it's it's snowing in Vermont, and that is the location of White Christmas, although we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that? No. We have already, we've already done... Uh, the the greatest uh, Christmas since uh, what what's the line from Christmas Vacation since Bing Crosby and uh, <laughs> tap dance with Danny fucking K I believe is the line. Um, I think that's the line. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So we are talk we are are as is uh, a tradition unlike any other on podcast. <laughs> we uh, t- are doing our uh, our holiday episode, our Christmas film episode, and uh, if you've been following along, we have made it to the eighties, and the eighties. Interesting little uh, little 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 period here uh, of a clutch of films. We're going to focus on three. We're going to talk about five. We are aware of others, but these are the ones that we're going to talk about uh, specifically: is uh, Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, and then there's a little bit of a cheat, uh, but there's a just a argumentative justification for it, and Home Alone, which would have been shot in 1989 but is released officially in 1990. Uh, right. We're also going to talk a little bit about Trading Places. Uh, which is not a Christmas film, and that's important. We're going to bring that talk about why. Uh, but then one that is, uh, which is Scrooged. So that's going to be a part of this uh, as well. Yep. We may sprinkle in some others as as we go along. Um, but there's something that that's really interesting about this period, and um, I think I just want to open up with the just the, the just this beginning commentary. Um, there's quite a bit of nostalgia in these films. Is there not, Tom Absolutely. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right. I think that, I think one might say that nostalgia is the central category for the 80s Christmas film and it, 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 it dents what we in our other Christmas episodes talked about <laughs> the radicality of, the, of yeah. the Christmas film and even the Christmas special. So the Christmas special of the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s is about the the figure that doesn't fit in the misfit, and then mm-hmm. in the forties, it's it's much more about this castration of the father, critique of capital, uh, attack on cynicism. I think that there is still this resistance to cynicism in the eighties, and of, mm-hmm. there's still definitely we see the father's castration, although not as much. I think p- precisely because of the term that you made reference to, nostalgia. Right, like mm-hmm. the films are just replete with a nostalgia for a christmas that because it, it, it for because it's a, a, there there's not the well of course christmas existed in the 50s and 60s and 70s but the <laughs> yeah. christmas film so mm. much didn't exist so it's a nostalgia for uh, it's interesting it's a nostalgia for what didn't exist cinematically yes. uh, in the past right so that's Can at I, least for wanna, the people that are in the in the time frame of the film in the 1980s Yes, I want to stop you on this point because it's very it's important and relevant. Uh, I don't know if anyone has seen this. There's a um, New York Times uh, article a few yeah. weeks ago about uh, 2003 being the uh, like the the last time of the cinematic Christmas film because there was this moment where Elf and Love Actually were in cinemas at the exact same time. Same time, and, right? Same time. And um, so, first of all, I mean, uh, you and I should have been consulted on that article, but that's whatever. What, whatever. I'll put that. That's. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put my. I'm gonna put that on the side. We should have been consulted because if we were, what we would have said is that's actually not that weird that there's a 20 year gap, because 
this is what we've been tracing here is that the Christmas special, and this is what's so interesting because I finally saw Jack Frost for the first time, like the like the original. Like yeah. the, that is a, a devastating film. Yeah, <laughs> like, terrible. Like, terrible. And it's, Horrifying. it's, Oh God! So nineteen, and that's nineteen seventy nine, and that again, yeah. it's the like this era of the misfit, and then really we go into the into the nineteen eighties, and what what we have, and I in, in eighty three, this is when a Christmas story comes out, and it takes place in the nineteen forties because this was a time of the Christmas film. This is what this is exactly what you just said. So, um, cinematically, like speaking in cinema history, which you and I both very qualified to speak on this. Um, there, there's just something that happens where I, I don't want to say there's like a, well, no, maybe we'll put it this way. There's a waxing and waning of uh, where the heat is for, or the heat miser uh-huh, for the Christmas <laughs> film is like, where does it appear? And so yeah. in that, in the, basically the period from when Bing Crosby tapped dance with Danny fucking K, like the, it was, it became the Christmas special. And I mean, we didn't even talk about Charlie Brown Christmas. I, I don't, I don't think right. in that episode, you know, we focused uh, strictly on the stop motion animated ones, but that, that was what started to predominate in, in that period. So it, it's, I, I, it's not a, it's not a, a, a twenty year gap between Christmas Story and uh, uh, White Christmas, or is it? When did White Christmas come out? Yeah, right? fifty three. So, oh, okay. It's, so it's even even longer. So that's a thirty yeah. year gap. Um, yeah. and that does ignore some other films, of of course. I mean, I think what it, like is fifty five the Albert Finney um Dickens. I think it's a little earlier than that. So it, there, I think there is this. I think there is a pretty serious gap. I might be wrong about that, and I don't really care to look it up. But I, I think there is a, <laughs> I think there is a. It's a pretty significant uh, cinematic gap. I mean, you're right that, and we've talked about the way the special or the cartoon mm-hmm. or the stop motion fits in there. But mm-hmm. it is a gap of just Christmas films for the. For adults, right? Yeah. Not that those, as, those as stop motion aren't for adults, but yeah, yeah, as a feature, right? For yeah. sure, for sure. So it's so this is so this is interesting. So this, like, I, I'm not anyway. This is not n- nothing. Uh, <laughs> most people shouldn't, maybe shouldn't think about the Christmas film as much as you and I do. But like right. the um, I, when I read that article, that was what I was struck by. What it was like, but this has happened before. Like in in, in fact, like I, I think. I mean, uh, we'll have to wait a year to come around on this, but I do think like the '90s Christmas film, and then you know, going over a little bit into the early 2000s, I think perhaps convinced a lot of people that oh yeah, there were always like big feature Christmas films like all the time, and I think the '80s did that as well. But there was this like huge cinematic uh, lacuna um, of the of the Christmas feature, and so this is really what the the '80s inaugurates is this return of the Christmas feature. And then I think the period that we have now, they're not animated specials, but like, I think we're in a period of the special, like that's the, the Hallmark film. And then Netflix and Hulu and all these streaming platforms are like taking that model. So I think we're, we're back in the, the period of the special rather than the period of the feature uh, currently in 2023. That would right. be my, I th- yeah, be my I think no, I think that's absolutely right. I think it's absolutely right. And I mean, you can't go on, at least this is true of my little feed, you can't go on Prime or Netflix without being bombarded by, yeah. because I watched, you know, I watched Holiday Inn or, or, uh, or, White, or White Christmas, Christmas. so many yeah. times uh, that, that I get bombarded with these, uh, rec- you know, this is what you should watch, this is what you should watch. And usually they're quite not good. Right. So I think, <laughs> sure, that, yeah. so it's unlike this. 
And I think it's just a question of quantity, right? Like the, mm-hmm. those specials from the '60s and '70s, they did they were spending a lot of time mm-hmm. on each mm-hmm. one, and they weren't making a ton of them. And now I just think they're just they're a dime a dozen, and they're making so many. I think it's harder to to really pay attention to, to yeah. making it to making it good. But I think that, and I think that's what inspired that. New York Times yes. article was that totally. they're they're just they seem a little dime a dozen like and they don't it doesn't seem like a lot is put into them and that's why they said the feature or the I think the idea of a a Christmas film that is eventful that that mm. everybody want feels like they have to go to I would say one thing about the theater uh, that that the the horror Christmas film does mm. seem to still get yes. into the theater so Very that's a so. I think yeah. that's a little different whereas the comedy I guess there's one currently this this uh, Alexander Payne was a kind of a the, oh yeah the holdovers the yeah. holdovers yeah I think yeah. it's kind of a I I haven't seen it so but it, it seems like it's a Chris kind of a Christmas film maybe a Thanksgiving film I don't know uh, Jennifer Friedlander a big recommendation from her shout out oh wow so okay yeah. so yeah. I think he's hit and miss Payne but I know. usually yeah. usually hit but uh, yeah. I, uh, anyway so I think that the I think that there so there's a comedy that's in that at the theater that that fits in but i think mm-hmm. generally your point is exactly right that we got this migration in not into the special so much as into the 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 streaming yeah. film which is again not exactly the same thing as a feature right 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 it's more disposable it's almost more like uh, i mean that's i think what people that's i think what the, the the article that i'm referencing that we should probably link to in the show notes for this um is uh is of course regard like that's that's what it's referencing is that these these things yeah. that there didn't yeah just what you just said there didn't seem to be that much uh like heft uh, uh which behind it. I, I think that ties to what you were saying about nostalgia right because nostalgia is always for a past that didn't exist yes right? so that so is correct there's a nostalgia for not even for, because maybe because there wasn't this cinematic thing in the in the in, in the 20 year 30 year past of leading up to these films so there's a nostalgia for just like you said the Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye Christmas of White Christmas that wasn't there even mm-hmm. in the past of in the in the recent past for those films so i i think that's pretty good that there's that that that's driving it but i but I, again nostalgia seems to me a very problematic uh yeah. driving feature of the film so I think, that, and, and I, 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 I came around, I, initially, you know this, when I started, I know you like Christmas Story. I started to watch it. I almost couldn't even get through it. I, I know, it's true. I was like, this is just terrible. Yeah, I kind of came around on it. It, it. it has its little charms. But I do think that it is, it is weighted down in the same way that I like Christmas Vacation too, in the same way that Christmas Vacation is. And in the same way, in, I think it's the, weakness of Scrooge and it's all and mm. it's clearly the weakness of trading play. Like I think all those films from the eighties that if there's a problem with them, in addition to their racism, the yes. problem would be, yeah. I mean, holiday and obviously is the worst of all the is Christmas the, the, films yeah, ever. So there never will be one worse, but these films are, they're trying to get as close to it as they can. I think. <laughs> it's I mean, kind of true. They're, yeah. Not, yeah. they're not great. I mean, they're, they're, uh, uh, you know, students often say to me, oh, well, that was just from a different time. Mm. And I just find that not acceptable because... Yeah, you're still allowed to know a break. Just give me a break because yeah. Christmas in Connecticut 
was yes. made in 1946. So, and that was, that didn't have any of this. It has the opposite. So yeah. just give me a break. It's just not true. And I, so I, I don't, I mean, I understand you could do that then maybe mm-hmm. in a way you couldn't now, but I don't, I, I, I still think it's not, that doesn't seem acceptable to me as a, as an excuse. And I think it's a, it's a negative mark on, on all those films. I mean, not Scrooge so much. There's not a racist. In fact, maybe Scrooge is the opposite, right? Like Scrooge has this, it's handling of, I mean, does it tackle racism? No, no, that would be uh, the, the deficit. That would be if, the if deficit. If you were going to find one. Yeah. 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 But it's, but it, 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 it I think it treats, there's a black family in it that's prominent and they're, mm-hmm. they're treated in a, in a, in a reasonable way, I think, by the film. They're not the way that the film treats uh, that, that's the white what I would characters. Say. Yeah. What's yeah. that? They're say? not. Yeah, they're not racialized. You know, right. they're not their their problems uh, are are not uh, like they're it's it's the they're having the same money troubles, the same sort of like uh, structural uh, disadvantages of everybody else. Which, if you wanted to, you could say, well, that kind of that's a problem. Is, that's a problem right. too. Like that's colorblind, but it's, or if it's not right. It's a color. It's a little bit of a colorblind film. Don't you think yeah. also that is a little idealized? Like that family. Yeah. Like they're all the kids are great. All the yeah. You know the one the one kid can't speak, but it's just because he hasn't found something to say yet. I mean, yeah, it's just a yeah. little. It's a little idealized. I think. Yeah, you you might you push it in the it's in the other direction from Todd was specifically referencing um, Dan Aykroyd's blackface in Trading Places, which yes, yes. is outrageous. Um, and then and just like it's 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 also it's also like it's just it's, it is just like Holiday Inn in that way where it's like you, there's, there's no reason to do that. Like it's right. just it, like right. there's no reason that that had like not that it would be like more fine if that was the only way to accomplish narratively what the film was trying to but like there's just it was just absolutely uh, it's it's gratuitous is the problem right. and then right. the uh the other the other issue being the like the anti-asian racism at the end of uh christmas story which is like th- where very clearly they are uh otherized uh when they go to the chinese restaurant at the end of the film right. uh that is like again, they're like not that that, that sh- Holiday Inn shouldn't be aspirational uh, in that way, but it is like the film's treated it that way. So it's like, right, is that the pass we're trying to? Is that the pass we're trying to get back to? I guess. Well, I think in a, a way, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that's a really good. That's a good point, actually. That that <laughs> that's part of the past they that these films want to get back to, right? Yeah. Excepting yeah. Scrooge. Excepting right. Scrooge. Yeah. And Home Alone, maybe. And Home Alone, too, I think. Yeah. I, although it just avoids any kind of... It just of avoids. It's color, colorblind in a different way. Yeah. 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 Um, but let's... Uh, so let's... Uh, so with that, I mean, like that... I think this is important, and we're going to keep coming back to this point of nostalgia, and what does, like... Because I always like to make this point. Nostalgia is a really nice mashup. I think I've said this before uh, on the show, but it had been a long time ago, and in a very different episode, so it bears repeating. I believe is a mashup of two different Greek words. One is nostos, and the other one is agalma. And what it means literally is pain for homecoming or pain for home. Uh, and it, as in its most, I think in its most radical form, uh, nostalgia is you have this this pang, this this pain mm-hmm. for that which you would love to return to, but you can't. It's that like the idea that like you would love to go home, but 
you can never go home again, I believe, as uh, Billy Joel sings at some point in scenes from an Italian restaurant. The that there is something about that home that you can't return to, that feeling. And that is this feeling of nostalgia. It's this like feeling of remembrance and loss. I believe if I, I think I'm right in saying this that um this was uh this was Plato's explanation for why babies cry when they're born. Because he he believed in this like this thing, I think he called it the like the noose and and you s um and that there there are these souls like we're all these souls in this like sort of happy zone i'll call i'll call I'll call it that and then every once in a while someone falls out and it becomes born and so babies cry because they were the closest they know what they just lost so they're 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 the, they're the closest to it uh to to having lost this this happy zone it's like it's kind of a nice idea um, and it's a nice gloss on, I, th- I think, on the the aspect which, when nostalgia in its most regressive forms, it never has that aspect of pain of loss, right? And it right. only right. has this aspect of recovery. And I think, um, incidentally, that if I had to to stamp out what I think when when a Hallmark movie is good, I think it actually is pretty good on this point, which is it doesn't say, so I, I think sometimes there's a sort of a more cynical turn where you can say like, well, you can never go back home again, but home was never really that good in the first place. That is something like, I feel like I've seen that a lot in a different yeah. things, maybe, maybe TV specials or whatever. And again, when a Hallmark movie is, is, uh, uh transcends the, the, how, um, you know, cookie cutter and and like mass produced that it is. It's it says that like you know you can't return home again. There is something that you can't get. It wasn't as good as you remember, but you can go back to where it was and you can maybe make something different with the knowledge that right. it wasn't all perfect. And yeah, I that's think good. I think yeah. that's and I think that's that's a nice way of like threading yeah. the the needle on yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that you don't often see. So, I think we'll start with Christmas Story. Um, yeah, where where do you think it lands on the uh, on this uh, on the scale for um, for nostalgia being? A, and I, I also need to say this is like part of like this film is part of like my my I know we watched we fit, yeah. yeah we watched it every Christmas and then before it became on Christmas. Uh, every Christmas uh, on on TBS, it runs twenty four hours in, in the states. Which um, I should mention to everyone, uh, Todd. Did you know that we have listeners in ninety six countries? I but did not know that. No. It is true. We have listeners <laughs> yeah. in ninety six countries. So wow. for for people who are not in in this country, this film, A Christmas Story, runs twenty four hours on on Christmas on a cable network now. Um, and I will say, once that started to happen, it did make that film feel a lot less special to me. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that the yeah, if you feel like I felt some kind of moral imperative to watch it and like it, which makes it harder to, to watch <laughs> yeah. and like. But I, yeah. I I think that the best part about it is that it does capture this, like isn't the point, isn't, wouldn't the point of any kind of uh, uh, embraceable nostalgia or nostalgia mm. that one can accept politically or ethically or whatever is that it 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 shows that home has already divided from itself right like it's yeah. already yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's not this self identical space mm-hmm. instead it's this place where there was this central conflict or antagonism and so 
to get back to that is to get back in touch with some root trauma or antagonism or or contradiction, right? And I mm-hmm. think that this mm-hmm. film's pretty good on that, actually. I think there there are problems uh, about, the, I mean, we, which are maybe even obvious about it. But I I do think that that, that there's this the there's this central idea that the main character Ralphie feels like he doesn't. There's a certain way he doesn't fit in at school. A certain way that he, mm-hmm. he has this, you know, this he wants a certain thing, and yet the the he's not going to get what he desires. Right? Like mm-hmm. that's the. It seems like that's the like that that his parents are they're they're pulling him in two different directions. Right? And so I, I think that that's the and the certainly the the castration of the father is absolutely evident right like he Mm -hmm. he's totally invested in this stupid contest that he wins this this uh, woman's leg lamp post or lamp uh, stand whatever and it's Mm -hmm. so dumb and 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 he's takes such pride in it and i think that and then their christmas dinner is destroyed by the neighborhood dogs which i think is really important because i mean that leads to this racist scene that you were encountering yes. or discussing where they go out to yep. the Chinese restaurant. And, yep. mm-hmm. But it, I think that the destruction of the dinner is pretty important. So it means that the thing that he's remembering most fondly isn't the Christmas dinner that comes off, right. but the one that doesn't come off, right? Yes. I think that's yeah. the, to me, that's the best part of the film. And then the weakest part, maybe this is obvious, is that he actually gets, so he, the whole film is about him fantasizing about this red rider carbine action action range model air rifle something nice oh <laughs> he has spoken, a whole long spoken, thing about spoken it. like a true prodigy yeah excellent. uh i probably forgot a little bit of the adjectives or something but, no, it's, i but, mean uh, it, it, you nailed you got the spirit of it i think that's okay important this time uh, uh and and i think that that uh not okay there's a whole american fascination with the gun which is yes but it, whatever that's so obvious it doesn't even need to be said which is why I just said it uh, <laughs> but I think that the the problem is he gets the he, he gets, gets the thing he fantasizes about yeah. and he thinks to himself this was the most satisfying Christmas present I ever got in my life and in fact mm-hmm. I, that cannot be true right <laughs> like that has to be the worst present he ever got in his life precisely because he had the fantasy object that got exactly given to him. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's, uh, you know, I, I would have liked, so the, the warning is that when he gets the, no one wants to give it to him because they all say, you'll shoot your eye out. Right. That's a, mm-hmm. which is an obvious thing to say. Uh, and, but then he, he, he fires the first shot and it comes back and hits him and he ends up breaking his glasses. Yes. It hits him he in the forehead. He thought he did shoot his eye. So there's a, there's an edible I would have thing. liked it if he really did shoot his eye out. I know. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Then, then it, I, then there's more weight to the, like him saying yeah. it was the best, yeah. it was the best Christmas, yeah. the best gift yeah. he ever got. Yeah. 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 I, I'm yeah. with you. There, there's no, um, there's literally a cut on his cheek, but in a more, um, theoretical sense, there's no cut in the film. Right. Uh, apart from them having to have this uh this dinner but then even that this this dinner um at a chinese restaurant but then even that there it's not like you know it could have been it could have been uh liberatory and emancipatory but was uh you know coded with all this racism yeah Um, yeah you know so sure so i mean who wouldn't rather go out for chinese than eat turkey at home i mean it's not uh, so that should have been emancipatory but then you get this whole 
I'm not a racist. big fan of turkey. I have to. Nonsense. I have to say, not a yeah. big fan of turkey. Well, I know you're. I mean, you're. You know my view on it. Yes, <laughs> but I know that, that was always my view, even before I was a vegetarian. So yeah. So anyway. I. So if there. So there are things. So this is the what. What I think is interesting to pick out from a Christmas story is that like it is so famous. It is so part of the like specifically like the uh, American cinematic cultural memory for Christmas. And there, there's a couple of scenes that, uh, so there's when they're opening the presents and there's just this absolute gratuity of like wrapping paper and everything all over the place. I think that's pretty famous. The more the, you'll shoot your eye out. You just mentioned it. That's super famous. The, uh, the tongue tongue, is the big one, right? The tongue is the big one. So the, uh, the, the schoolyard bet, sticking a tongue on a uh, lamppost, like a frozen lamppost and the kids, the kid's tongue gets stuck off of it and he has to get it pulled off by a fire department. Um, And then I'm trying to think, uh, oh, being kicked down by Santa Claus down the sled uh, when he's trying, when he's trying to ask Santa for For the the rifle, for the rifle. Um, And then I think him uh, beating up uh, the bully, Scott Farkas. Um, So the, those are the, I think there's a pretty, pretty Oh, and then the, the Ovaltine thing, which, uh, right. There's something that we're going to bring up when we talk about Scrooge a little bit. I like w- when these movies reference w- another medium as being something really important. And it is, uh, there aren't that many. So they gather around the radio um, for the little orphan Annie for this, like for the yeah. weekly serial on the, the radio yeah. serial. And they sit around the radio because you know, the radio was huge in the forties um, because TV wasn't born yet. It was of course, but like not widely, uh, not for them, not for them. Yeah, exactly. The first television broadcast I think was in 1927 from Schenectady, New York, Todd. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, So uh, I think I'm right about that. Um, But (laughs) the, anyway, and so they gather around, I like it. So with Scrooge, it's a film about television. So I like that. And this is in some ways for a portion of the film, it's a, it's a film about radio and yeah. the thing that it does in both movies, although it's, it's different in Scrooge, I think it's used toward perhaps liberatory, emancipatory ends. But here in A Christmas Story, the radio is like the more common like mass communication technology. So this is like Ralphie's uh, connection with a wider world, you know, outside of um, – in Indiana, what's the name of the town? I'll have to, I'll, I'll remember it in a second. It's know. something falls. I don't remember. I, don't know. Uh, I cannot believe I don't remember that. Wow. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> and, um, and he, he gets, he gets this like decoder pin because he's going to decode the secret message from little orphan Annie. It's going to be the most exciting thing that has ever happened in his young life. And he has to steal away to the bathroom to like get this, like to decode the secret message. Uh, and it turns out it's just an advertisement for Ovaltine. And this this like incredible uh, disappointment. And I think right. then I, there's no radio for the rest of the for the rest of the movie. And it's like it's kind of like the rest of like the wider world doesn't exist. Like the rest rest of the world is this like incredible disappointment. And yeah. it just it further increases his investment in the the rifle. And the, I would say, probably the more um, local aspects of the fantasy. Yeah. Um, so I think that, again, on the theoretical side, would, is another uh, demerit against the uh, against the film, where the stuff with the like, I don't know, between the father and the mother and, and the lamp, I think, is a ni- nice example of it's very nice, yeah, of our episode a couple 
a couple episodes ago on Envy, where the the I think the mother is he the father says that she was jealous of the lamp and that's why she destroyed it, but she was envious right. of it. That right. was actually right. it was the, the, right. the wanted to take away the enjoyment yeah. from the lamp. Yeah. So um so that would be on the plus side. The other a lot of the a lot of the stuff a lot of the other stuff in the film on on the minus side. I think coming to this this question of uh, of nostalgia because it because of the way because of the way that it ends it, it, as it was the like the best christmas gift, you know, ever. And in this this uncomplicated non-lacking plenitude yeah. I I think it it leans into the uh like the more regressive aspects of of nostalgia yeah. and does not lean into or extract anything that could potentially be liberatory from exploring that idea. I agree. And I agree and I think that's the that's the what it has in common with Trading Places which we think is not exactly a Christmas film but it ha- it's set around yeah. Christmas and it's yeah, it, but it's, it's between Thanksgiving year. and New Year's. Yeah, same right. year. Yeah. It's the same year and I think both suffer there's in both of them there's this opening like we talked about, like this mm-hmm. opening to, uh, well, created by this, just the time at the time of Christmas itself, which is about the castration of the father, just like it's about mm-hmm. God becoming divided and and having the the appearing in in human form, right? Like, and I think that that's the that's the most important idea, or that's the radical idea in both of these films that then gets undermined by mm-hmm. the way that they play out. And in trading, so in trading places, we get this, these, we get this, this bet that takes place between these two rich guys. Uh, what's their names of the Duke, uh, Randolph Dukes. and I forget the other guys. I name. forget the other guys. Yeah. Uh, but it's they're played by Ralph Bellamy and uh, you mean a Ralph Bellamy type? I think <laughs> I do. Yeah. Randolph and Mortimer. They're played by Don Amici and Ralph Bellamy, and they're great. Really, they're great. Mm-hmm. And and what happens is they make this bet that what this is this whole nature versus nurture argument, which is dumb. Mm-hmm. But they make a bet and they take everything from this prodigy of theirs, uh, played by Dan Aykroyd, his name Winthrop, and then they give it all to the Eddie Murphy character, his name. Valentine, Billy Ray Valentine, mm-hmm. and then they see does Winthrop become uh, what? I, what is there? What are they? Does he become a criminal? A criminal, and is yeah. Valentine able to be successful as a yeah. as a stock uh, broker or, or stock trader? Predicting and the markets, is yes. To yeah, both, yeah. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. The answer is both. To both is yes, and so the, the, there's an interesting kind of exploration of of the, of how. All the you know the, the, the it's not mer- it's it's a critique of meritocracy the first mm-hmm. part of the film and then the end of the film nicely undermines this Duke and Duke they get to, they get shown to be they get everything stripped from them and they get shown to be just uh, nothing right like yeah that mm-hmm. but the problem is that what takes them down is the financial success of of Winthrop and Valentine Ackroyd and Murphy teaming up. Yeah. Right? So they and then they they earn millions for themselves and for the two people that help the butler and the prostitute that that yeah. Winthrop ends up teaming up with to get out of his situation. They they end up making millions for everybody. So it's like, oh, what is because the whole point of the film is that that what 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 cripples you ethically is having incredible wealth and and yes. also I th- to be fair, I think that to be terribly impoverished, right? Like, yeah. but yeah. but there's something about uh, not have losing that excess that makes you that has a, 
creates a sort of ethical turn. Like Dan, the Dan Aykroyd character only becomes tolerable once he loses yes. everything, everything, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's it's interesting. It's like I, I said this to you. This has for different reasons. It has a um, a stripes problem. Um, it's it's like yes. seventy. It's seventy five percent. I think a good movie. Um, it, but the other, as opposed to stripes, I don't think the end of it like undermines the entire thing. But I do think, you know, if the if the point of trading places was that uh, the stock market is a it's a location of like tremendous. Uh, inefficiency related to it's it's just a, a homeostatic location for wealth that like people get money because someone else loses money like there there's not like there there it is not this place where um a rising tide lifts all boats it's just like it's just it's some and it is at the direct expense of other people like if that was the point of the film that's like that's a pretty savvy point Fine. to put in a, in a popular movie right. but what you kind of end up doing is like you end up rooting for the characters to be capitalists by the end of the film because you like them because they're the good people so like right. like the problem is like it's the good capitalist when the film was pretty pretty good on this point because the uh the Ralph Bellamy type uh guy was uh and it is Ralph Bellamy uh the he makes the bet with his brother and it's very clear that Ralph Bellamy is a liberal rich person right. and his brother is a conservative rich person and yes. who who thinks because of uh primarily because of racism that the Eddie Murphy character cannot possibly uh like you know uh, uh, rise to the ranks of someone predicting like world markets and he tries right. to trick him he, he, because he thinks because he's black that he'll do um, he'll just like steal a wallet that he sees right, on the ground right, because it's right. like it's it's in him racially. Right. So right. and which Eddie Murphy doesn't do and and like but then they both agree that they could not have um, a black person be representing their their fortune that that, that right. couldn't happen. So that's right. kind of a nice point in this film where it, it yeah. where it shows like morality w- with wealth it doesn't really matter. That right. like that they're still they're they're going to be aligned, and the way they're going to be aligned is on uh, racism, on this 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 division that they need this uh, their wealth, and their the, and therefore, if you want to, you know, uh, carry the one like wealth uh, in general, like this like this uh, this white old boys club, like it, yeah. it, it depends on this division, this right. racial division, uh, which is a great point. But yeah. then that's completely undermined by the blackface at the end, yeah. at the end yeah. of the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, so where, where it's like, it just feels to me like, and, and this might not, uh, no, this might, maybe this will land for people. Uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. If, if you've ever, I think people have, do, have done this as students. And I know that I've done this. I've cer- certainly done this more recently in writing. Um, and I know that our, our students do this as well. It's like, if you've ever written an essay, and at the beginning of the essay, you had a really clear idea of what you were going to do. And then halfway through or near the end, something happens. And usually it's because when it's our students, this is this, or just, or any student, this happened to me when I was a student, it's because you didn't give yourself enough time really to do the essay and you started writing it the night before. And now it's like 1 a.m., but, and you've, but it's the most sustained amount of time you've thought about your idea. And so of course right. it changes because you're taking it more right. seriously than right. you would have at any other point. And then it's altered 
and you get to the end and you're like, oh my God, the end of the paper, like you realize it, the end of the paper doesn't agree with me at the beginning, <laughs> but now it's, again, it's 2.30 in the morning and you're so right. fucking tired and you're like, you know what, this is probably a B anyway and I can live with that. So you go to sleep and that's the end of the essay. I, that's, it just feels like that's what happened, except in this yeah. case, the end of the movie <laughs> does not like transcend the beginning. It, 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 no. it, it, it no. descends. It's, it's, and, it's descends, yeah. 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 I mean, that's and true of Stripes yeah. too, although Stripes yes. is a better film, but it's, it's, it's true of stripes as well yeah. like, and, and each time it's it's they, they go on the road right like i think that's mm. the road movie itself is a tough one and so you try to put that into a like just stay where you are you'll be okay <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> you know? its own, it's its own or thing. i did i mean part of the problem is that it like they could have uh it would have been more interesting i think if they would have conned the dukes back by their by re- and they they are they do do this to some extent, relying on their own greed. But they don't manage to d- they they don't do it in a clever way at all. They just no. they just basically steal the these secret uh, the 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 predictions for how the, yeah the predictions the orange the, crop's yeah. going to come out orange and crop. and so they, they just and they they go to all this elaborate hijinks and then they just basically have to kidnap the guy that's uh, mm. stealing yeah. them for them. So they don't really do anything. I mean, mm-hmm. all, and that's what's funny is that the funny, not haha, but funny bad, like the, <laughs> the, the, the blackface doesn't even accomplish anything at all, right? Like yeah. none of, and, and, and all the shenanigans that they go through, it's all just nothing. And then the, it's just the guy ends up getting taken by a gorilla, which is itself stupid. And there's this whole like homophobia with the, I mean, in yep. addition to bestiality, bestiality. yeah, <laughs> with the, with the, with the gorilla, uh, which is, by the way, why G. Gordon Liddy refused to play Clarence Beeks, the character that Paul Gleason plays, because uh, he didn't want to have sex with an ape. He thought, I don't know. Did he think that he really have to? I don't know. But uh, that's very funny. anyway, so that that uh, that that I think that that's the that's the problem with the way that film that and so then it loses all of its whatever radicality or 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 emancipatory potential was present mm. at the beginning uh it's lost totally at the end yeah which by the way and is also hinted at by the fact that the uh the overture to marriage of figaro which is a great one of the great leftist operas of all time is 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 the opening it's a nice opening montage to that yes think, it really is film. it's really really good if you're not gonna i mean i don't necessarily recommend watching it but if you're if you want to just see like a three minute montage to music in a film it's I think it's not the best I've ever seen, but it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. It makes a nice argument, like you it know, does. Uh, just uh, in formally a montage. speaking, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. And then right. again, the end of the film, and this is this would be the the sort of an important uh, theoretical point to carry forward as we talk about some of these other movies. Uh, is it ends with Carnival, like Bakhtinian Carnival, yeah. and it has the problem that Umberto Eco identifies with Bakhtinian Carnival, which is that it's this uh, suspension of hierarchy just uh, reinforces hierarchy. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And, exactly. Um, you know, Carnival being this, uh, this, 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 uh, this time, what, what, like Saturnalia and Bacchanalia, right. this, this time, right. you know, this time where the, you know, the king would come down and, 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 and mix and mingle with the, the commoners, this time of year, this like, again, where all hierarchy is suspended. And the point that Echo makes you know, contra um, Bakhtin is that like that it puts all this 
all the pressure on one day of the year where or, or like it, it's actually released. So the pressure that could be used by the you know the people to uh, demand uh, a, a permanent suspension to the hierarchy gets yeah. wrapped into this one-off event that then just further hardens the existing status quo. And that's kind of what we have here is we just have different rich people. That's it. Yeah, like it, that's right. You know, All we do is change their, and then and, 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 and misses the insight of the, yeah. the beginning of the film that it's capital itself that is, there's an immorality to capital itself. Yeah. Yes. Regardless of who the capitalist, who the capitalist is. is. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Which yeah, I so think very close. which which I think provides a nice turn to Scrooge because I think that's mm. certainly the idea of Scrooge. I mean, it's poor sort of the idea of Christmas Carol in yeah. general. So Scrooge mm-hmm. is a retell one of the infinite retellings of Christmas Carol. And someday we'll do that'll be our Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. But yes. uh uh I Christmas Carol and it's it's prodigy. Well, it, but Dickens, Dickens Christmas. This, uh, right, exactly. Right, because he right, like right. he lo, he low key invents Christmas. I mean, like right. not literally, but he he brings together a lot of the traditions that you know are still a part of it. You know, like Coca Cola, polar bears. No, he doesn't do those things. But the other things, <laughs> he he does do. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't Dickens have Coke in his novels? I just don't. You know, it's a it's a big it's the I, I always think it's the big weakness. It is no, the not big a, weakness. There's not enough product placement. So speaking of product placement <laughs> and Scrooge, Tab, he uh, it's it's nice to see Tab in, in a movie. It is because uh, it doesn't it exist is. anymore as a cola. Um, his drink is a Tab and vodka, uh, right. which is which is funny. I know I think it's kind of a funny drink. But oh, it's repulsive. I can't even imagine. Horrible. I mean, Tab is bad enough of its own. Add vodka. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, God. Terrible. Uh, at the time, Soviet vodka, I think, would, would, would have been the point uh, right. Right. As, as, as well. The, right. oh, so, Scrooge is this retelling. Bill Murray is a uh, rapacious capitalist uh, TV executive. So this is a, right. this is a, this is a film. Alley. That's That's right, yeah. So this is a film that's about <laughs> television. Um, yeah. and his, uh, his great, um, media sin is to have a live event, a live, uh, yeah. acting of a, uh, a Christmas carol on Christmas Eve. And he's keeping all these people there when they should be with their families is the idea. And right. the, although it's just, I think one of the funniest jokes is, uh, Mary Lou Retton as tiny Tim <laughs> is incredibly funny. Like that is it's funny. It's, yeah. a, it's a really, really good bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. so he gets visited as according to the formula by the, uh, ghosts of Christmas past, present and future. The ghost of Christmas past, of course, played by, uh, punk rock legend, David Johansson, who is the front man of the New York dolls. Uh, and there's a little bit of a reference because when they go back to 1968, um, when uh, Bill Murray has a meet cute with his love interest in the film, played by Karen Allen, they're in front of a store that has a copy of Velvet Underground and Nico, the first album. So, like, it's it's a little bit of wow. a little bit that's, of a nod because because yeah. it's I think 72 is when New York Dolls first album comes out I think okay. so like 4 years later but that would have but this was the as I bring up nobody uh the, the line uh is that like you know like only a thousand people bought uh Velvet Underground and Nico but every single one of them started a band so like <laughs> like the New York Dolls would have right. been one of those would have been one of those bands inspired by that movement so anyway I think that's kind of the claim there and Johansson's yeah. really good in it 
Um, oh, he's great. I mean, all the ghosts are great. I think the, uh, the, Carol I mean, the future doesn't say anything. You, you didn't no, see him, right. but but uh, the the past and present are really good. Very, very good. And so, and uh, and Karen Allen is amazing. She's just like oh. this in- incredible like brightness, and like the whole thing is that like this was the you know you you missed this great love of your life, and you know you turned into this. Uh, you turned into this ugly inside rapacious capitalist. He fires a yeah. uh, Bobcat Goldthwait in the beginning of the film, who is this like a good, like he has a good sense as a, as a, yeah. as a uh, TV executive and he just fires him on Christmas Eve and his wife leaves him and takes his kids and he keeps trying yeah. to like kind of drink himself to death, but he can't even drink alcohol in the movie. And then yeah. Yeah. anyway, um, so the, the film makes a strong argument. You and I were talking about this. Um, if psychoanalysis, is the um, is the method of moving someone from their symptom, let's say neurotic symptom or, or whatever, yeah. to to being able to handle ordinary everyday human unhappiness? Then I think that this uh, film for today, twenty twenty three, I think it makes the argument that we we need to find a way to be able to move uh, all the Karens into being Karen Allen. Like is, ah, that, is, that, is that a movement yes, that can be done? Because very she's good. just she's great. I mean, she's she's yeah. great in um. You know what? Another film we didn't. I didn't say this to you before the show. Another film that I really like with her. She's really great in uh, cruising, which I think is oh a very yeah interesting film. You know yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, so she's great in this movie. She she is the complete opposite of Bill Murray. She yes uh volunteers her time at a. Uh, I think she runs the homeless shelter. She runs the homeless shelter in the, yeah, in, in I don't the think film. She's a okay. I think that's well, her it, job. Yeah. That's her job. Okay. And so, yeah. you know, he, and he shows up and he shows up still bitter. Like he's been proved only a little bit. So this film is pretty good on this. Like he's learned yeah. a little, uh, uh, being shown the, uh, ghost of being shown by David Johansson ghost of Christmas past about like, uh, what he, what he gave up and what he missed out yeah. with her, but he still yeah. thinks it's like, it's all for him. And he, yeah. it, it's, it's a nice thing by like in, in the movie that like, you know, she has this job that is all about like the community and it's all about yeah. like the, the extremely disadvantaged and, and he can only see up until, until like really the end of the movie, how he is personally disadvantaged by not being with her. Right. And right. it's not, and the thing that, the thing that uh, that that flips the switch is when he goes into the future and he sees how there's this thing he says to her uh, in the present that uh, what is it? Oh, what's the line? Do, do you remember it? Um, I don't remember it exactly. I don't. Yeah. He te- he basically tells her that um, you know, like to get rid of all these people who she works with that like they're just like dragging her down. And if she's going to stop save, being a sucker, that's kind of his point, isn't it? Save like, yourself. Save yourself. You know, I think it's, yeah. if you're going to save someone, save yourself. And yeah. then he sees in the future what that adhering to that uh, personal uh, belief that that kind of ideological framework does to yeah. her, and 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 all the all the lightness, all the brightness in her, all the Karen Allen is taken away, and it's just left with Karen. And that you know, in the twenty, well, she marries sense. a rich guy, right? In this alternative future, I think. I don't know if she is married, even because no, she's wealthy. I don't. I don't. Well, yeah, I don't oh, know. that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. The, um, but I don't. Maybe it's not for me. I don't know. But no, no, it's. it's yeah. I think you're probably. I think you're probably right. So, or we'll go with that. Uh, if not, because it's interesting, even if it's yeah. wrong. The yeah. um and he. So it's he finally has to confront what his whole 
thing, his whole ethos does to other people. And I think it, this is where I think it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Some of the movie is like actually uncomfortable to watch because of like the way Bill Murray plays the 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 character is like hard to uh, cathect to. Um, I think, yeah. um, and I kind of think that's on purpose. And I think Donner films yeah. it that way on purpose to try to increase the uh, pathos of the of his eventual turn at the end of the movie. But it uh, uh, there's this nice theoretical. Uh, confluence with the with what's happening in the film is that he's a, a a TV executive who is making and demanding TV. Like in the beginning, he has this like uh, this this uh, commercial that he's cut for the Christmas Carol that is right. just like. It's terrible. It's like it's like <laughs> like guns in the street. Like the world is like falling apart. Like save yeah. your soul and, wa- yeah. and watch a Christmas Carol on yeah. on Christmas Eve. And an an elderly woman actually literally dies because <laughs> right. she was she w- saw this on TV, which was what Bobcat Goldthwait's character told Bill Murray would happen. You can't run this commercial. But yeah. Bill Murray was running his executive as an executive. He was running TV in such a way that the TV should be what he wants. He was running TV for him, and TV, as you know, uh, like as opposed to film, uh, is like it's it's in your home already. There's like right. the, uh, there, there's some numbers I I, uh, I don't have them exactly in front of me, but, or how long ago this was? I think it was like ten years ago. There is a um, an estimation that uh, at least eighty percent of the world's homes have at least one television. Wow. And it's crazy, right? Like apart yeah. from apart from the pandemic, apart like like really like like to to think about an object, okay, that and and not not like a, a uh, like a staple thing that you need. It yeah. would be, I think, it would be hard for us to come up with another thing that eighty percent of the world's homes Phone. like shared in common. Phone. Phone. I, I think it's probably that. Yeah. You think phone? The, the, okay, so like a little bit high, so, that high. I think. So again, we have this thing where, but it's a, a like it's. It's this connection to the outside yeah. world, you know, and well, it's a double thing, though, right? Like, it doesn't it also privatize you at the same time? The yes, yeah. it does. But that's but see, that's what I think is great about this movie is that like yeah. it tries to remove that aspect of TV that like Bill Murray's right. private, you know, in, investment in television and what television should be is completely overturned and undermined. And so he, he does, he interrupts the live broadcast to speak to everybody <laughs> watching right. at the end of the movie. And, and he wants to make it like a public, you know, spectacle uh, on live television and, you know, liveness being this thing that, you know, we don't really have time to get into this, but like, this is, this would, uh, I mean, even by this time, uh, you know, TV scholars like um, uh, Jane Fuhrer uh, or Robert Robert Stam would, would have been talking about uh, the live aspect of TV is like this is what is medium specific about TV, and you can't right. just you right. can't just bring film studies into television studies because there is this thing about liveness that has to be uh, accounted for and and talked about, and it, it, it like nothing even now nothing is live the way TV is live, um, right? Facebook Live or, you know, or Twitch streams or, you know, uh, certain, th- like, yeah, these, these different live streams 
have completely different considerations and relationships to liveness, uh, which I have written about and will be in an article about sports sometime soon. Put that in the show notes. Yeah, you're right about, I mean, streaming is interesting, right? Because it's like, I think I was reading the delay when you're streaming a a sporting event. It's like a two minute, it's it's two minute delay or something. It's incredible, really. Yes. I mean, well, whatever. All, it's it's still you know live who the delay, in a sense, right? Do you know who the delay was invented for? He is referenced in Scrooged. I do not know. Tell me. The live television delay was uh, said to be invented for Richard Pryor. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's yes. great. I understand that. Why that? Yes. Would yes. Be, but yeah. 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 Why you would do that? Uh, because yeah. he was a comedian, and so that producers could dump out any offensive content or bleep it right. out. Uh, I remember a great uh, interview with Dick Cavett and Orson Welles where they're talking about instant replay or, or like tape mm. delay. And mm. and Dick Cavett's like, well, it's live, but there's like a six-second delay. And, and Welles says, isn't that like being a little bit pregnant? <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not exactly live still. But, uh, so, which, but, is, which is why in my article I write about liveness as a form of fiction and fictive investment. Right. Right, so, right. It's a psychic. It's a necessary psychic fiction. That's that's kind of right, my, but still right. Thing. It's a fiction, but still, as you were pointing out, it still defines the medium and 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 contrasts it with film because there's no even pretension to being live possible no. in film, right? And no. I think that that and I think his like you couldn't imagine, even though of course it's in a film, but you couldn't imagine Frank Cross, the Bill Murray character, his confession. Mm-hmm. occurring within a film because it would just seem yes. it would seem absurd and in fact it's a little as you said it's a little hard to watch him yeah. and it, it, because he's so this end point that he gets to where he's he 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 gives up this he gives he condemns himself for his attitude toward things and mm-hmm. gives up his well, I don't know what he's not going to give up his job, probably. But he, he no. denounces his own his own greed and and I think or his own. Well, and know, he flips it. I think this is yeah, important. Go ahead. Because say he that. says say he that. says this yeah. thing that that you need to you need to uh, you need to go out there and be with people. Don't be in front of the television. You know, like be with family. Go go out and 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 give to somebody who has less than you. Because then once you start doing it, you're going to want to do it more, and you're going to get greedy for it. He says we need to be chasing the miracle. It means like the secular miracle, and it's this yeah. nice little flip. I think it's like the best thing this yeah. film does is to flip the idea of corporate greed and excess, which the film yeah. has been about, into being greedy for this secular miracle of, of right. community. Right. And I, I think that's I, really, I like that really a lot. Nice. Yeah, I like that a lot. So greed isn't a problem. It's what you're greedy for, right? Like yeah. that's the idea. That's yeah. the idea the film comes comes down on. And I, I think that 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 it's it's interesting how that links to a film roughly contemporaneous with it. Yeah, Christmas Vacation, right? Like yes. The, that. Yes, I, I think Christmas Vacation is a great. I mean, I think it's incredible film. And it, so it's the third in the Vacation. Series and probably the most well known. So it's vacation, so. European vacation, and then Christmas vacation. And I, I think what it really it's 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 about. I mean, all of the vacation movies are about Clark Griswold and his castration. The he's the Chevy Chase figure. But right. it, I think what's what's nice about this one is it take it also brings that to include his boss, and I think that's where it connects to Scrooge yes. because his boss has in a cost cutting mechanism has cut out. Christmas bonuses. That's the main mm-hmm. plot driving thing of the plot. Uh, and the film Played is, by Brian Doyle Murray to connect to the Yeah, very film. good, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the film is about his conversion. So he, he yes. comes into the, 
he gets kidnapped by he gets kidnapped. Randy, Randy it's the Quaid. Best, it's, I think it's the best Randy Quaid performance. I think, I think so. I think that's right. Who's the brother-in-law right. of Clark? I th- is that right? Yes, I think that's, that's correct. right. Yes, yeah, correct. I think that's right. Yeah. And he he kidnaps this. The boss brings him there, and the boss is going to press his spouse is going to press charge. They're got the cops are all they all <laughs> the house is totally destroyed yes. when all these police break into it. Uh, but then the 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 boss t- ends up when he hears the appeal that Clark makes to him, he ends up totally changing his mind and and joining in. I think they sing some Christmas carol or something at the end, mm. and and. So, so I think that that it's the same turn that we see happen in Scrooge, right? So mm-hmm. even though that that as you mentioned that line that that Chevy Chase uh, Clark Griswold says about returning to the mm-hmm. Bing Crosby Danny Kay White Christmas right. story, it, so there, it's 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 rife with nostalgia. But I think at the end, it's 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 there's a break from that, right? There's a break from there's a there's an idea of or. Like what we're going to go back to is some vision of the world where accumulation wasn't the wasn't the driving force, right? Like I think it, that's the turn yeah. in the film. It's and this it is interesting. There's because there's the two there's the uh, two yuppies that live in the same neighborhood, and they have oh, one played by Julia Louis Dreyfus right before um, her career would take off with Seinfeld, and um, she plays a couple. The, she makes the film really though, don't you think? I, I mean, I th- just yeah. Why is there water on the film? Oh, not the film on the floor. Todd, sorry, Todd. Uh, great yuppie character names, Margot and Todd. Again, sorry, Todd, <laughs> yeah. but it's great. No, it's okay. Well, it's fine. <laughs> Very sorry, but they're Incredible. great, and she's Incredible. she's fantastic in the movie. And but it, it's a nice. Um, there is a. Uh, I think those. I think you're right. Like those characters are really important because there's a coldness to their house. Yeah. It's it. It looks just like. Um, I mean, I don't think this is a store anymore, but the the entire house looks like the sharper image. Yeah, like you know, like that's that's what the inside looks like, yeah. and yeah. It, it's this again, this um, or like um, if you've ever, if anyone has ever seen American Psycho, it kind of looks like Patrick Bateman's house. It does, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know the 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 home of a of a serial killer is that's what yeah. their their home looks like, and then <laughs> whereas you know. Uh, Clark's is just like it's messy and it is it's it's homey and he tries and he makes it this most like with all these lights this like an incredible puts up like a hundred thousand lights right hundred thousand like incredible lights. number yeah yeah and yeah and he's trying to as you're saying and he's then trying they to re- turn on which is one of the greatest one because the he bits. forgot to flip the switch <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah it's incredible it's so funny. it's it's really good and the yeah. so the and the he, what he wants is he wants to reclaim this you know. Uh, this Christmas of his uh, of his childhood, and he watches you know videos at one point um, of of this of his like childhood Christmas, yeah. and he he's a uh, he is a uh, I'll put it a I want I want to say fantasist in like in like a very weak and common sense like he's very yeah. he's very uh, attached to his mental fantasies about how something could or should be like he's. Yeah. Very, very, very attached to that to that image, and it's very difficult for him to confront a reality where things are different, and it doesn't play out that way. And he, you know, that's why you know they get the ideal tree, the ideal amount of lights, and he wants to have right. put this pool in uh, in his backyard, which is what when they don't get the bonus, it just ruins everything. He wants to have yeah. the ideal amount of people. He doesn't want Randy Quaid there. Uh, <laughs> oh, incidentally, I should mention this as just a personal note for. Uh, long-time listeners, you know that I have a, a plate in my head from uh, 
car accident I was in where I suffered traumatic brain injury and I was in a coma uh, for a, a while, uh, for, yeah. well, five days. I was in the hospital for a yeah. while, a month. Um, so Kara doesn't let me in the uh, kitchen when the microwave is on and yeah. it's because of this movie. <laughs> because... <laughs> you, because Randy Quaid, he says he had to he had to get the plate in his head. It was a metal plate uh, changed out for a plastic one because whenever the microwave went on, he would uh, pass out. He would pee himself and forget who he was for about twenty minutes. And there's no like that's just a joke. And like there's yeah, really no joke. danger yeah. for me being no. in the kitchen no. when no. the microwave is on. But, but Kara doesn't allow me to be in there. Anyway I hope she gets you changed out to a plastic one. I know, yeah. A piece of government plastic <laughs> would be the only thing protecting my brain from the uh, the outside world. The that's uh, the way that it would work. But I but yeah. so I think I want to put this question to you. Like the um I, I think that this this film is on a bit of a line, and I think this is what anticipates uh the difference between a film that John Hughes wrote to a film that he directed, which would yeah. be our, our turn. He wrote this one and because we'll direct my, the next one we're going to talk about. Yeah, my suspicion is because the director was whoever would be willing to stand to work with Chevy Chase. That's my, I, I haven't oh, read that. Good but theory, I bet, yeah. I bet, yeah, I bet, I bet that was maybe an issue. Um, it's famously difficult. Very, very funny. Yeah. Wonderful, but like famously yeah. difficult on yeah. set. Um, so I think this film is on a bit of a, a knife's edge and I want I wonder want you to tell me where you think it cuts because I think I could be swayed either way is that okay he wants he wants the ideal Christmas in the same way that Ralphie wants his ideal Christmas right. Right. now the difference is Ralphie gets exactly what he wants I think that we made that point very clear in yeah. a Christmas story this Clark doesn't get exactly what he wants it is a little bit different um he, he so is that is that for you the thing like the whole movie he wants this ideal, this this the Christmas he's nostalgic for, and is it because everything goes wrong that it's perfect? Is yes. that where you? Where you th- okay. Yeah, that's what okay. I like about it. That, okay, that, that I think Christmas Story moves in this direction, but then this film is about how Christmas, the perfect Christmas, is where everything goes wrong. Right, yeah. like that's yeah. the that's re- like the brother-in-law kidnaps the boss threatens his job mm-hmm. I mean, he's fired he's he's lucky he didn't go to jail right, uh, right like the the meal is destroyed like in christmas story right like mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. it's cooked and it's so overdone that they, they yeah. can't even can't it look really like the, it looks like the tur- like it's a chicken in eraser head but it looks a little <laughs> like it's coming out of eraser head and got, yes, and, yes and 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 like was still the same one uh, 14 years later right like it's, it looks very <laughs> unedible uh, yes. so there's that there's there there's all the like the the Christmas lights not working. The mm-hmm. uh, Randy Quaid has dumped his sewage. His he's cleaned Ugh. out his. What is, what do you call that? The the sewage thing of his RV. Oh, and in his RV it into the sewer, yeah. and it's yeah. it's caused yeah. like a whole um, the whole f- uh, f- neighborhood to sink in. Like it's it's caused a whole environmental catastrophe in the neighborhood. So I think mm-hmm. that there's like everything goes awry, and I think that's what separates this film from for me, separates it from Christmas Story, even though, as I said, I kind of came around on Christmas Story, but I think this is, yeah. what, that's what's better about this one. No, I think that that's, I think that's true. I think it's, it's completely, I think it's completely true. The, um, it's, it's, and it's the, I think it's the thing that Hughes is going to take into the next movie, into Home Alone. There Alone, we go. Yeah. Uh, is, we go. is like, like, let's make it even more catastrophic 
And it's interesting. Let's break from the nostalgia. Don't you think that's, I mean, I think that that's a key, key thing. Yeah. Sorry. Just where I was. No, no. It's just where I was going to go from is that like, that's like, it's more catastrophic and we're not doing nostalgia because like, how could you do nostalgia when the protagonist, the main protagonist is a child? Right. You know, like, I think he's what is he supposed to be? Eight years old. I don't know how yeah. old Macaulay Culkin really was, but he's supposed. To, I think he's supposed to be eight. So he's very, yeah. very young. He hasn't nostalgic for anything, right? His, Could, not possible. He, he thinks his child has been terrible. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. He's yeah, like the you know he's the was second youngest. Young, no, he's the youngest, and he gets youngest in the family. Second brother. youngest in the because they have friends what? over that are going to go right. to France with them. Or right. not friends, family, family that's going to France. With that they're going with. Uh, do you know this? Uh, this this is. Um, I don't. I wouldn't call it a conspiracy theory, but people have this this thing that like Kevin's dad hates him. Because, <laughs> so he leaves ever, him. You think they leave him on? Is the theory that's what Pete? That's what some people they leave say. him on purpose. I mean, yeah, it's a, yeah. Because and he because he's he does he tries to convince Catherine O'Hara to not go back to like they're already there. He's and he doesn't really embrace. Kevin, when they come back, and I think that, and he he throws away do, his. They do come passport. back. Everybody, come, I mean, that's what Everyone. I think hurts that theory. Yes. is that I mean, I'm not sure that. I mean, if we went, if if a whole bunch of people were going to France, and I mean, clearly one of the parents should come back. Sure, but yeah, I think if I don't know if I had a, was traveling with a huge group like that, including the other members of the family, I don't know. I think there's an argument to be made that they should just stay in France, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, it's I true. mean, okay, the mom comes back or the dad comes back, but that's enough. I mean, they don't, the whole family doesn't need to come back. I think that, I mean, they I just mean, we, abandoned their whole, what, I don't know. That seemed we don't have to, We don't even have to bring real life into it. I think it's just, it's editing. That's really what I think. I think maybe there are shots where they embrace, and they're just not in the movie. Like, I, like I just think it's just the way that the- Were they what? That there, I think that it's just the way the film's cut. Like I, I'm sure that there's, I don't know, like John Hughes is a thoughtful <laughs> filmmaker. I'm sure there's probably a scene or whatever where like at least there's an incidental loving embrace between yeah, Kevin yeah, and oh, the, yeah, father. the father. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, and, the, right, and it's just right. like I, I just think that that's yeah, that's crazy just, because I for one thing I think it would ruin the film if that were true. Yes, yes, right, of because course. I mean the part of the point is he just gets that that the the. the the Christmas carnival <laughs> ah, gets no, swept up in it and yes. thus gets, that's why it gets left behind. Right. Like there's so much, yes. I mean, that's the best thing about it. There's a, there's a thief that comes to their house. To, that's at the very beginning of the film disguised as a cop played by Joe Pesci. And great. Yep. he's great in it. And, and is it Daniel Stern is the other guy? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's right. Uh, they're the cops are great. The wet bandits. I'm not the cops. Wet the, the, bandits. The, yep. the, 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 the villains are yeah. are great. The thieves are great. Uh, and he's there, he's there trying to just talk to them and find out when they're and no one. He's he's probably spends like close to ten minutes just standing in the entryway and nobody comes to talk to him. So I think because there's so much chaos going on, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that's what he gets. That's what. Kevin gets swept up in and and left behind for that reason. So yeah. I think that that I, I think if if it was the father not like hating him, then mm-hmm. I just think that would be totally. Then that would it would be there would be a, a, even unconsciously an intention behind that him being left behind, which would I think undermine that whole notion of this carnival esque thing taking place. And this is important because, and this is why we still talked about Trading Places, even though it is not a Christmas film, is this precise like understanding and 
like refiguring of of Carnival. Like this film, right. th- it, there's there's a there's also like because of the way like some people have also done this in more recent times is that like um like I think actually Daniel Stern recorded like a like a video like a short video um like a few years ago uh, as his character in this film. Oh wow! Like recording like like I'm trapped in a house. <laughs> with a psychotic kid, like, like doing this whole thing because like, you know, he burns their head. Like they, 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 yeah. they get super glued to things like the, he puts a the, nail through the guy's foot. Can you imagine but, how much that would hurt? Oh my God. <laughs> but it, but it's, it's cartoonish. It's an elastic reality. It's like, you know, it's, I, I it's agree. Like, it's I like agree. an animated. I, otherwise, film. otherwise Kevin would be like getting a job in Abu Ghraib, right? Like he, <laughs> he's pretty bad. <laughs> But I, I agree. It's, it's cartoon. Well, yeah. but this is the so this is what it. I, I think it's on this carnival point that the whole thing yeah. Yeah. turns right. Is yeah. is that like it's not? There is not a suspension of hierarchy uh, here. It, it's carnival. Like carnival. There's there's. I think there's two carnivals. There's a carnival of them leaving where yeah. Kevin gets. Yeah, um, yeah. I agree. Left falsely behind. included in the group right. to, to leave him in the first place. And then there's yeah. the carnival of the tricks that Kevin, you know, uh, uh, tricks and traps that Kevin uses to like defend the house, which maybe we want to talk about this as like a castle defense. Yeah. Uh, which is thing. maybe a problem, but, but maybe whatever. I mean, I think that's a minor objection to it. So a, kind this, of a little masterpiece, I think. Yeah, Actually. well, it's it's if I mean think about it, like it's not um. So that's that's the thing. I just like want to just underline the yeah, yeah. not the, not a suspension of hierarchy to go back to status quo with things change. Like he's changed, isn't that the yeah. absolute key, Ryan? And I think don't yeah. sorry to interrupt you, but I think that that's yeah. the isn't that what's it's like a non Bakhtinian carnival, right? Unless you, I mean, maybe yes. Bakhtin. It's there's a debate about whether it's the it's about carnival for this permanent suspension. Sure. Of the hierarchy, right? And I think that's yeah. what the film is suggesting. So maybe actually, maybe my whole beef about the family coming back is wrong because like they're taking this really expensive European vacation, right? Like mm-hmm. imagine what they're playing. For one thing, they're in first class. Yeah, so, it's true. First class ticket to Europe. I mean, my God. 1990. And then, and then they take, right, into 1990, taking all those kids. Uh, so, so, maybe they have to abandon that trip, right? Like yeah. that's part of this, like that's an indication that we have are in this permanent suspension of the hierarchy nice. and not a return. We're not just going to return back to the way it, it was before, right? I think that's, I think that has to be. Because absolute. you said, you just, you write off the money. That's what you're saying. Like the money yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. That's right. pretty right. good. Absolutely, that's good. right? That's, it is kind of, and it's a somewhat of an equalizing gesture because their house is huge. I mean, that's the whole premise of the thing, of the film. Like, I mean, they're obviously very wealthy. Like they, yeah. like that's, that's why, that's why the whole movie even happens though. It's like, cause they're these, the, the thieves pick out this exact neighborhood because, yeah because it's a neighborhood of means. And so I, right. I think that's a, that's a nice point. Like the, like, yes, of course they have money so they can maybe like, you know, they can take the, the financial hit, but it's still significant, you know? But it also, uh, isn't yeah. it interesting that it, because it's Christmas time, there are things their money cannot buy. Right? Yes. Like they cannot like buy an immediate, they cannot buy an immediate trip back. Right. And yeah. they cannot even yeah. buy, uh, they get to, sh- 
the mother gets to Scranton, Pennsylvania and yes. cannot buy transportation immediately yes. back. She has to hitch a ride with John Candy and his fellow polka singers, right? That's like, right, so, back to Chicago, yeah. Which is, yeah. Uh, you know, an amazing way to get John Candy in the film. Uh, <laughs> yes. Every, <laughs> I, I, I once was, I was, I was uh, teaching this nice, we'll talk about it someday, this nice Christmas film called Family Stone. And mm. I was reading a review and it said, Rachel McAdams is in it. And one of the reviews said, uh, the the one truth that this film gets at is that every film should have Rachel McAdams in it. And I thought that's a pretty good thing to say. But this may, film makes you think, find a way to get John Candy, John Candy. in the film, whatever the cost, right? And yes. I think that that's, I think he's just, those little points with him in it just sparkle, even though it's, it's a minor, minor part for him. But I, I like that, that, that there's this limit to what, even though you're right, they're a family of means and living in a neighborhood of means, there's that just because it's Christmas, mm-hmm. there's this limit on what they can do. Obviously, if they were like succession like Rich, that they would be <laughs> able it, to still it wouldn't matter. get there. They no, just hire their private jet. This is a great point though, is that Christmas introduces a limit. Yeah. And I think, I think yeah. that's, and, and I think that is what, this I think I said this to you over the phone that this this is the uh, the absolute knowing of the like the eighties like the trajectory right. of the eighties Christmas film right. like this right. like where where you have this like complete uh, uh, I don't want to use the word transcending but you have this ascension right of the of the uh, of the idea to, to it achieves its notion I think uh, well the, the, right the, the, the carnival achieves its notion the carnival yeah. in the eighties gets retreated from right like it is yes. it's just this suspension to reinstitute. Maybe with Scrooge and maybe Christmas vacation. They're they're later, so they're kind of getting yeah. out of this. Yeah. But here I think you're you're absolutely right. And I love this notion of Christmas as the time of the of the limit, right? Like you can't yeah. like you just can't the 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 succession like behavior can't occur. At least Or in the even films, just a Christmas right? story, Todd, where you right. get what you want, you know? Right. Like right. like I, I think that I think that has also been a change between that film and, and this one. Right. Where it's exactly the thing that you know that that may, that begins in the Hughes written Christmas Vacation, which is that like it's not the you don't get you don't get what you want, and you I, I don't want to need you get right. what you need. There we go. Yeah, no, yeah, sorry, yeah. you were you were avoiding I, it. I, I was little, deliberately <laughs> avoiding that, but I but uh, you, you know what? Sometimes the Rolling Stones they gotta they, yeah. they come up. At, yeah. I mean, yeah. great band. I don't even so. like them, so that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that says it. That's pathetic. Uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, I think you're. I think the point about the limit is great. I think the way that the uh, the 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 funniest part of the film, undoubtedly, is mm. the carnival esque when Kevin. I mean, I think it would be funny if he wasn't just a kid doing all these things and just burglars <laughs> were trying to break in, confronting yeah. all these things that happened to them. Like the you mentioned the blowtorch on the head. I mentioned the stepping on the nail, but the yeah. pine tar or whatever it is, the sticky oh, right. stuff right, on all right. the stairs. Yep. And then the 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 he, they come up this they they finally enter and he puts uh, he puts a pours water. It's very cold out. He pours water mm-hmm. on all the steps. So they walk and they just fall right down on their backs. It's 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 incredible uh, physical. I mean that's the other thing. It's a kind of com- it's like a almost like a Buster Keaton like. That's a good point. Uh, comedy, right? It's yeah. it's very much that that whole point. It's almost like a silent film. I think it doesn't. Yeah. There there's music playing, Christmas music playing, but it's not necessary. And then there's this great moment. They finally get in the house. He drops a paint can right in the right. face of both of them. Uh, so it's it's. 
I think that that way of upsetting, like the, they, they're older than him. Mm-hmm. They're theoretically, imagine more skilled than him, yep. but he's able to set these traps for them by, and this is what I like about, I think the comparison to trading places is kind of interesting, right? Like they use their ingenuity. Yeah. Whereas in trading places, would it have been such a different film if they had to, I mean, he uses his ingenuity. If they had to use their ingenuity yeah. to get the briefcase and maybe give it back to him without him noticing or right, something right. like that, right? But that didn't mm-hmm. happen. No. But here, it's even though he's an eight-year-old, he's able to concoct these different traps that are all really well thought out. Isn't this also mirrored in, I think this is the best part of the movie for me, isn't this also mirrored in the scene at the church with the old man in the yeah. neighborhood? Because it's it's the, it's, What's happening, and this is, I think, why Hughes is, is maybe a genius, is that like what's ha- what happens comedically in the movie is mirrored emotionally in that scene, where you have this. But the kid teaches the older guy the lesson. Yes, yes, right. to just to talk to his son, and it's yeah. like because it's the kind of thing that you need the naivete of a child to just be like, why won't you just call him? Because we understand as adults when there's things between people, you of know, course. like like right. like like long right. like a long history of moldering right. resentment, and you just don't yeah. want to touch it. And there's not yeah. like a literal reason. Like a, a child would look at that. It's like, why don't you just pick up the phone then? You know. And I think actually this is a little bit like Bill Murray kind of says this at the end of Scrooge as well, like trying to like 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 that. I think that ends up a little bit in, in his speech at the end. But like the way that it comes through with the with the Culkin character, with Kevin, like talking to this, also to this man he was afraid of. Yeah. Because he, he looked like a, I don't know, he looked like well, a grim he bought reaper. the neighborhood gossip about him, right? Like, yes. Like propagated by his older brother. So but, I, I think that that, yeah. So he knew that his, and he also, you know, overcomes what, like this idea that his older brother knows anything. Right. You know? Like, so like right. there's like a whole uh, understanding that like he, everyone is fallible, you know, which is a great, like, a recognition of 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 castration, I, I think, yeah. which is, which is a nice yeah. thing that we tie to these films, and also this castration of of the father. And I think that it 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 because it's in the it's concretized in the like the emotional narrative journey of of a child. It also generalizes that same thing that we traced in the older Christmas films. Yeah. That it's yeah. and I think like Kevin comes to understand that everyone is as fallible as. He is, and he is like, right. Yeah, and I think that's like a, I think that's a wonderful uh, a message to 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 end to put to add to our you know thing that Christmas yeah. films do this like yeah. this taking uh, carnival and as a uh, as a, a permanent suspension of hierarchy in generating like a new way of relation between yeah. family and friends. Absolutely. And I think right. I think, I think that's re- absolutely the idea of the of the. That's what. Hughes ends the 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 80s. Let's say he ends the 80s. Ends the 80s. Yeah. With that idea, I think. Which is you know, it's present there a little bit in the other ones, but then Home Alone really punctuates it, I think. Which yeah. is why people go back to it so often and really like it. I have a little funny story about yeah, Home Alone. So, I we my parents when I was in graduate school, so it was in the 90s. Uh they got a they had an exchange student from France come. Okay. And she had just, this is a dumb idea, but they thought, we'll all take a vacation to Washington, D.C., and we'll show her some American, you know, like introduce her to America by showing her these, you know, famous monuments and things. Okay. And we're in the hotel room the first night, and we're like, 
let's watch a movie. And she, she barely understands. I didn't speak French at the time. Uh, and she doesn't barely understands any English. And we're like, okay, let's watch. We looked at the movies of, that the hotel had and they had home alone. And we're like, let's Good. watch that. She's French. She, she likes Jerry Lewis. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, it's physical comedy. <laughs> so, it, you know, it doesn't, you don't need the language. And she never cracked a smile one time in the entire <laughs> film. It was a total disaster. She hated it. Uh, so I thought that was that was that was my that was a funny that was my one of my Home Alone you know, <laughs> memorable Christmas. It wasn't a Christmas, but memorable oh, uh, Home Alone experiences. So. Yep, that's good. Yeah. Sub- submitting yeah. someone to it who just who just I, didn't want it. She did not want to. Yeah. Yeah, did not want that to, did not want to see that movie at all. Mm. Uh, she thought he was just a, so she thought, this is what America is. This is what I came to. I'm going to be here for a year. My God. That's what she, uh, she, later, she did say to me that that was actually her. I, I wasn't sure what her reaction, she said that, no, that was it. I was like, what the hell have I come to? <laughs> the slapstick uh, hellhole. Oh, yeah. God. So yeah. I, what's the lesson, Ryan? I think I have a good, good Ooh. lesson. Today. All right. Well, I'm, I kick it Unless to you. you have I'm, one that you're gonna. Oh no, no, no! I don't think I, okay. I don't think so, I don't think I do. Except for listen to the New York Dolls. Uh, t- too much. Oh, too that's soon, good. Maybe that's there a good lesson. Go. Mine's yeah. filmic. Mine is watch Home Alone two. I think it's actually <laughs> pretty good, and I think I think it's so. I think Christmas movies like I think Die Hard two is also pretty good. Oh like, yeah, I think, yes. I, I think, think so you too. can have a pretty good sequel. I mean, you get on to three and whatever, then. There's problems, but uh, Home Alone. <laughs> I think there's a Home Alone three as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, there is. But but two, it's pretty good. I think it's called Lost in New York as a subtitle. So uh, <laughs> that's my. That that's is my correct, answer. and it has a very yeah. famous uh, cameo by Donald Trump. Oh, he's also in uh, Notting Hill, right? Or no? Uh, no. Yeah. No, oh. he's oh no no no! I confused confused Hugh Grant movies. He's in he's in two weeks' notice. Oh, that, okay, that is, he is definitely <laughs> definitely okay. All right, well, that's that was why I grouped all uh, films with Hugh Grant into the into, into one. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> all right, over and out, right? Over and out, Todd. 